financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year. And then the inflation data came out, higher than expected. Friends, this isn't going away. It can't. The U.S. is $34 trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text STRANGE to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation with gold. Text STRANGE to 989898 now. The highly anticipated second season of the hit podcast Proof is finally here. Proof is an investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here. Proof made headlines for its first season in 2022 after proving the innocence of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend Brian Bowling when they were just 17 years old. 25 years later, on December 8, 2022, both men were finally freed based on evidence unearthed by Proof. In the second season of Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, this time traveling the streets of Manteca, California, to uncover who really murdered 18-year-old Rene Ramos. On June the 5th, 2000, Ramos's body was found buried under a pile of debris inside the shell of a new Home Depot building. Despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, tips that were ignored until now, Renee's boyfriend, 18-year-old skateboarder Jake Silva, and Ty Lopez, the 33-year-old uncle of one of Jake's close friends, were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Welcome to another Conspiracy Unlimited Plus episode for premium subscribers. And as always, thanks for your continued support. And I hope you continue to enjoy these commercial-free bonus episodes. Broadcaster, independent researcher, Bishop Larry Gators is here to discuss evidence for widespread orchestrated fraud in the U.S. election and how he believes President Trump may respond. Bishop Larry is the host of Global Spiritual Revolution Radio and Media Group at Life Radio. He is the presiding bishop of End Time Age Deliverance Ministries Worldwide, New York City. His stated global mission is to return America back to its Judeo-Christian roots as a Christian nation under God with liberty and justice for all. Hey, Bishop, welcome back to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? Brother Richard Syrett, it is such a great honor to be back with you, my friend. And these are some very exciting and some interesting times that we are now living in, my friend. Right. What's that old Chinese proverb? May you live in interesting times? <laughs> oh, that is so true. And and, it's, and it correlates to what... Um, the, the Roman Empire uh, statesman by the name of Cicero once said that a nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive uh, treason from within. So 
uh, I, I'm only 57 years old, um, Brother Richard, but I have never in my life seen anything this on this level concerning this scam of the of an election. And so uh, very, very excited to uh, be unpacking this for your powerful listeners uh, this afternoon. Well, despite the fact that there's been a virtual media and social media blackout on the uh, alleged election fraud, according to some poll numbers I've seen, more and more Americans uh, do not trust the results, including some Democrats. Now, mind you, it's mainly Republicans. I've read uh, somewhere around 65% of Republicans, this was a Rasmussen poll, believe the election was rigged, and about 25 to 30% of Democrats now believe that it was rigged. Uh, when did you start to think, watching the uh, the election results on November, November 3rd, when did you start to think something was up? You know, I had two close friends, pastor friends of mine, uh, worked for the FBI, uh, one brother here in the New York City office and one, another pastor friend of mine who's Nigerian, but he's a agent for the FBI in the Los Angeles, California office. Something was very off during the election night. And I, when I went to bed around 5.30 in the morning, Brother Richard, uh, President Trump was up in Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, including the states of Arizona and Nevada. And then a few hours later, uh, in preparing to go um, into my radio show, then all of a sudden, Joe Biden it's up by 600,000 votes in Pennsylvania. And according to my contacts, uh, 100,000, I'm talking about in the state of Michigan, there was 100,000 mail-in ballots and not one brother Richard was for President Trump. That is an impossibility. You see, because the truth will always look for the facts, but the facts will not always look for the truth. So we have to, uh, there's a phrase, follow the money. So then we have to follow the money because one uh, of uh, America's foremost billionaires, a, a young man by the name of Mark Zuckerberg, who is one of the principal founders of Facebook, had wrote a $400 million check uh, in care of the Obama Foundation out of Chicago, Illinois, in connection to the Civic and Life Foundation that is an offspring uh, of the Obama Foundation. Why? In order to pay off uh, election officials, pollsters, uh, those election judges throughout all 52, 53 states in our union, including paying off vote counters. Now, according to my, um, my contacts uh, within the federal government, over half of the American vote counters, those who actually counted the votes, have felonies on their record. That is a felony in and of itself. So then President Trump, what he needs to do is to invoke both the 12th and the 14th Amendment by shutting down this election, doing a... Uh, you know, accomplishing, activating a national audit, 
because it stinks at the bottom of this barrel, Brother Richard. So you're suggesting that he invoke a limited martial law. Someone I spoke to yesterday with the We the People Convention in Ohio, his organization took out a full-page ad in the Washington Times demanding that Trump uh, invoke limited martial law, which is not as rare as some people think. It's uh, Apparently, it's been used something like 60, six zero or more times in the United States in, in history. Uh, but it would just ensure, um, it would seek to ensure a, a, a fair, impartial election using paper ballots, hand counted, no absentee ballots, in-person voting, voter ID, voter ID required. Uh, is that what you're looking for? That's what I'm looking for. That is a excellent, excellent analysis that you just gave there, my friend. Um, There has to be what I call a soft martial law, not a hard martial law, but a soft one, because uh, more than 60 percent of the Biden votes came from dead people, not just dead people. But in one state alone in Nevada, you've had over 15,000 dead people voted in the states of Arizona and in the state of Idaho. How does that happen? Because you and I are eyewitnessing the greatest political scam of our lifetime. Now, I don't know if you guys heard this, and this it, it, it probably has reached uh, the ears of the Canadian citizens that a few weeks ago, uh, President Trump signed an executive order sending in the 305th military intelligence regime out of Fort Huchian there in Arizona to raid the Skytel uh, Corporation uh, that houses the servers for the Dominion voting systems. Now, Skytel is very interesting because, again, according to my two contacts, and then what I'm about to say may sound so far-fetched, men of God, But uh, the director of the CIA, uh, Jenna Haspel, is under, you know, she's not just in house arrest, but also Jenna Haspel, who was hurt physically uh, during this raid uh, within the last few weeks, uh, going back, actually, a week after the election, the Skytel company, S-C-Y-T-L Corporation, that's owned by the Paragon Group. So then both Skytel and Paragon are uh, black site operations for German intelligence. This was the office. These were the offices in Frankfurt. Uh, yes. Right. Right. We, yes. yes, we we have heard about that. And uh, I have I've, I've talked to I fought, I talked to a former director. Uh, sorry. Former defense intelligence an analyst, uh, Jeffrey Prather. I'm not sure if you've uh, uh, talked. I've heard of the name. Jeffrey yeah. uh, also uh, said that that story is true. Of course, it's been uh, supposedly, uh, well, according to the mainstream media, haha, debunked that that yes. never took place. But I'm hearing it from so many different sources. So, but you're saying that the CIA director was also yes. injured in that raid? Where does that she, information come from? She, well, uh, this is according to um, like Congressman Jordan. He's a Republican congressman from the great state of Ohio. Uh, he had given an interview um, a few days after the, after the raid, uh, not just him, but um, Senator Rich McConnell, 
right? Uh, and Senator Kevin Nunes had confirmed that President Trump um, signed an executive order sending the 305th uh, military uh, intelligence and the part of the Pentagon, right, uh, to raid the Skytail Corporation. That is mind-blowing. And the reason why I'm saying it's mind-blowing as we're talking about the, the liquidation of the global deep state, Skytel uh, was created by and through German intelligence in 2001 uh, at the University of Barcelona in Spain. Now, the Paragon Group, who bought out Skytel earlier this year, um, is ran by a Russian, uh, a man by the name of Konstantin Komarov, uh, capital K-O-N-S-T-A-N-T-I-N, Komarov. Now, his family is very interesting because his father, uh, Vladimir Komarov II, um, as a young uh, Russian agent after World War II, the father of Konstantin Komarov, who runs both Paragon and Skytel, his father, Vladimir Komarov II, was one of the principal architects of the East German intelligence agency, the Stasi. And then his father, who is Vladimir Komarov I, the grandfather of the CEO of the Paragon Group that owns Skytel, that previously housed the Dominion servers, was a man by the name of Vladimir Komarov I, uh, who goes back to the year of 1917, was not only a part of the Bolshevik Revolution that took out the Tsar and the Romanov bloodline, but Vladimir Komarov I, uh, the grandfather of the present CEO of the Paragon Group was one of the principal architects of the Russian killing machine, the Cheka, that had liquidated, like, liquidated over 100 million Russian uh, of the black nobility bloodlines within the Russian Empire, including those of the bourgeoisie element of Russia. We're talking about professors and doctors and lawyers and, and judges. So then coming back to Skytail, Skytail uh, will be coming under indictment. Now, why do I say that? Because it is Skytail who was a part of this global conspiracy. And why do I say it's global? Because uh, man of God, 70% of all of the global elections, okay, throughout the world are, have uh, voting machines that are housed at the Skytail Corporation. So you're talking about not just massive voting fraud here in the United States, but on a global scale, now every single election uh, since 2002, involving with both Dominion and Skytel, um, has to be called into question. And you, so, you keep mentioning Russia, though, uh, a bishop, r r the Russian connection. But what about the Chinese connection? Because we recently learned that that Dominion 
was received a payment from a Swiss bank to the tune of $400 million. And that Swiss bank has very close ties. In fact, it's pretty much owned by the Chinese Communist Party. Absolutely. And that number 400 million is very interesting in correlation to Mark Zuckerberg. What Mark Zuckerberg did uh, was he committed a crime. So getting back to the Chinese um, perspective of this, the Chinese Communist Party is complicit, uh, man of God, in rigging this election. Why? Because they own the software that's inside of these Dominion voting machines that's ran by a company out of Venezuela, the Smartmatic Corporation, whose CEO uh, is a man by the name of Peter Neffinger, who is uh, a former intelligence officer within um, the Office of Naval Intelligence, what's the saying? Once ONI, always ONI, including he was a former cybersecurity expert with the U.S. Uh, Coast Guard. This is Peter Neffinger, who is now on Joe Biden's transition team. And so Smartmatic, uh, who creates the software that goes into every Dominion voting machine, Smartmatic, uh, is no longer owned uh, by Dominion or even uh, by the the Staple Street capital firm. Now, the Staple Street of the state uh, capital firm, more specifically, the Staple Street capital equity firm here in New York City that's ran by a man by the name of William Kennard, who is now both the director of the Carlisle Group, that's indirectly, who was indirectly involved in the uh, missing Malaysian flight, uh, MH370, some years ago, uh, on the 8th of March, 2014. But William Kennard also runs um, AT&T. Wait a minute now. So three days after the election, he gets a promotion as the chief executive officer over AT&T in connection to Time Warner in Cable's new CNN. And so then with China, uh, the connection, the Chinese connection, they use, I'm not they, the Chinese Communist Party through Chinese intelligence, the Ministry of State Security, uh, which is the Chinese equivalent of the American CIA. They could not stop Trump through the Russian collusion, which um, President Xi Jinping had his hand in and tried to set up President Trump. And the Ukrainian conspiracy did not work. Then they tried to make Trump look bad, okay, by propping up this Christine Blasey Ford, not just to hurt Brett Kavanaugh, but just like the serpent in Genesis 3, the serpent didn't care about her or Christine Blasey Ford. The serpent wanted wanted to destroy Adam or President Trump. And now COVID-19. Well, that was the last chip of the deep state of trying to stop the president. And so you've got governors here in the United States who have made millions of dollars, man of God, because of this shutdown. How's that? Wait a minute now. You got the governor of the state of Hawaii 
whose net worth predating the shutdown, go, coming going back to March of this year, was $15 million. Now he's o- worth over $335 million. Wait a minute now. You have people losing their homes, their businesses, okay, their jobs. So getting back to the Chinese connection, China did not want President Trump to win this election because China has been blood-sucking us for decades concerning trade. And right after the election, uh, President Hassani of Iran congratulated Joe Biden and a lot of people here uh, in the United States. They don't even believe that that is Joe Biden. Well, that's another topic for another day. But Um, President Hassani had said to Joe Biden, and I quote, uh, we congratulate you on your victory, Mr. President-elect, but it's time to give more reparations to Iran. Wait a minute now. So you already received $1.8 billion uh, worth of monies on pallets that Barack Obama sent to you. Now, the official story was, well, we're going to help you uh, rebuild your economy um, because we're trying to shut down your nuclear program. Wait a minute now. That's like giving a a crack addict a million dollars. So then the powers that be, not just in the Western Hemisphere, but China is the key in this whole mess. So it's to my understanding, uh, Brother Richard, A lot of people are going to jail over this. Hi there. I want to tell you about a podcast I know you're going to love. It's called The Dead Files from Travel Channel. On The Dead Files, Amy Allen and Steve DeShavi investigate the paranormal activity haunting real people and homes across the United States. Amy and Steve come from totally different perspectives when they investigate. Amy's a medium. She sees and speaks to dead people and uses this skill to find out why someone might be haunting a place. Steve is a retired homicide detective. He tackles the case from the other end of the spectrum and uses public records and witness accounts to piece together the history of the haunted location. On every episode, Steve and Amy investigate a different, real haunting to help the family struggling with its effects. On one episode in Falconer, New York, a family keeps waking up with scratches and bruises. They also see a shadow figure lurking around their home. They call Amy and Steve to investigate. Amy uses her strength as a medium to understand who the presence is coming from and why it's so angry. Separately, Steve finds out the history of the house from the townspeople and in public records. He finds that several people who lived in this house died, which matches Amy's findings. At the end of the episode, Steve and Amy share their findings and make a recommendation on whether it's safe to stay in the house or time to get out. There are so many crazy stories on the dead files. And what's interesting about Amy and Steve is that they investigate the hauntings from two totally different perspectives. You listen to my podcast because you love tales of the paranormal. But if you want more, listen to The Dead Files wherever you get your podcasts. Well, John John Ratcliffe, the director of the National Intelligence Agency, sounded the alarms about the extent of Chinese influence and power and in fact, we have this video of this uh, gentleman from China. I'm not sure he's an official. I'm not sure if he's with the Communist Party. I'm not sure what his affiliation is, but he basically was telling his audience that we have people in the highest circles in the United States, in the government, in the corporate world, exerting power and influence. And then of course we had this uh, 
or this woman come to light goes by the name of Fang Fang, who I'm not yes. sure what her relationship with, was with Eric Swalwell, whether she was involved in an intimate relationship, whether she was blackmailing him, bribing him. Uh, we have um, California Senator Dianne Feinstein, uh, whose limo driver, we're told, uh, for, for a decade or more, also a Chinese spy. Wow. Uh, to what extent is, wow. is the United States being, being run by, by the communist Chinese? There is a spy, a Chinese master spy by the name of Patrick Ho, H-O, whose name came up on a live video of a uh, conference call that Hunter Biden had uh, some months ago. The Chinese influence within the United States of America is so pervasive, so deep, the tentacles of the Ministry of State Security, which is the Chinese equivalent of the American CIA. They are running this country, or at least they want to, because what you and I are witnessing is not just an international coup, but you and I are eyewitnessing the forced abdication of a duly elected president, that's Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump won this election but you got votes from dead people, pigs, cows, and, and I'm not being, I'm not trying to be funny. And this, as a matter of fact, my thing is, I, I don't promote cheating, but my thing is, if you're going to cheat, do it, um, you know, through great sophistication. What Barack Obama did, this is, Barack Obama doesn't care about Joe Biden. This is about Barack Obama's legacy. So then the Chinese uh, influence in America is so pervasive and so deep. So Patrick Hull is a master Chinese master spy who is the conduit uh, of Chinese money being filtered into the family of Joe Biden, including his younger brother, James Biden, the sister of Joe Biden, and the entire Biden family. Now, I thought that the Bonnie and Clyde team of the Clintons was the most corrupt in American political history. Oh, no. It is the Biden family. Now, have you heard of this operation that uh, President Trump has now activated? It's called Operation Warp Speed. Oh, yes, yes. Now, officially, Operation Warp Speed is designed um, to push the vaccination um, not the type of vaccinations that Dr. Uh, Fauci and Dr. Burks wants, or even Bill Gates to that to that end. But Operation Ward Speed uh, officially, uh, beginning next month, January 2021, uh, President Trump will oversee that operation through the military up until the inauguration. But unofficially, according to my two contacts, whose names I will never reveal. Why? Because Bishop does not want to be pushing daisies. So Operation Ward Speed unofficially is a national and a international system of liquidation to liquidate American spies, traitors, jackals, and judases. So officially, it's about bringing in 
pushing the timeline for vaccinations. Right. But unofficially, it is an assassination program, which I agree with President Trump. Because according to the Constitution, President Trump has an obligation to protect the American sovereignty, right, against enemies foreign and domestic. So where are you learning about this this parallel Operation Warp Speed that has more to do with assassinations than than vaccines? Where is that coming from, that information? Well, my two contacts, uh, one um, I had with the FBI here, uh, well, just one brother, right, and um, good friend of mine, a pastor, and one in Los Angeles. And one day, if um, they give me liberty, right, if I'm uh, if I'm allowed to reveal then their names, I'm definitely will definitely give you their names and would love for you to invite them on your show um, when it is time for that those names to be released. But uh, I was poisoned last year. You know, it was there was a um, an assassination attempt on my life because of what I know and who I'm connected with. But this Operation Ward Speed is an assassination black operation where you've got those, uh, like Gina Haspel, the former director, and I say former because she's uh, in uh, in the WITSEC, Witness Protection uh, Program, uh, because she was a part of the plot uh, that tried to bring down President Trump because of the fake dossier, right, through Christopher Steele. She was also behind the Ukrainian connection, trying to connect Trump to that. And she's also was also a part of this scam of the Central Intelligence Agency in controlling those Dominion voting machines in those key swing states. So she was injured during this raid. She was on her way to Gitmo, according to my two, um, you know, simple contacts, but she was singing like a canary, and now she's in, at a black site uh, in the nation of Greenland. Because Gitmo um, detainees are not just traitors and jackals and you know those going against the Constitution and not just those who are Islamic uh, global terrorists, but those high-level detainees that have a high-level cl- uh, classification code uh, like Gina Hassel, well, they're sent to Greenland and to Iceland. So then um, she's in witness protection, but she's under uh, arrest as well because she committed treason. Now, as a quick side note, uh, Gina Haspel, and one day I would love to come back to talk about the bloodlines of all of the 25 previous CIA directors, which every CIA director is related by blood. And maybe one day we can get into that. Now, Gina Haspel, by quickly, by blood, uh, she's connected to the Kaisner bloodline out of Bavaria, Germany. That uh, is the maiden name of Angela Merkel. Hmm. Okay. So Angela Merkel, who is related to Gina Haspel, and Gina Haspel is related to Angela Merkel. So Gina Haspel committed treason, okay? And she's not in the United States. Now people said, well, I saw her on an interview. That's not Gina Haspel. This thing is so deep. And if I can say this as well, um, uh, Brother uh, Richard, you asked a powerful question concerning 
China. And remember some months ago, we talked about not just the Kobe Bryant uh, assassination, but COVID-19. Um, and I'm being careful uh, not, not, not to bring that up. And forgive me for bringing up that, that term. Uh, but Joe Biden will bring America to its knees. Why do I say that? Because right now, the present day U.S. national debt is $27.4 trillion, which would take our nation 3,600 years to liquidate. It's unsustainable. That's, on the, that's an average of $82,884 per U.S. citizen over $213,358 per U.S. household, which is 70% more than the combined consumer debt of every household in America. And at the same time, there is a global debt of $272 trillion, which will take all 207 nations, 380,000 years to liquidate. It's unsustainable. That's $300,000 per family on a global scale. Now, what is Bishop saying? And what does that got to do uh, in correlation to what happened on the 3rd of November? Because there is a policy through the Democratic Party. They've been trying to push this HR 1111. Um, through both the House and the Senate. Now, what is H.R. 1111? It would give the United Nations total control over the sovereignty of the United States of America. Ah, so the United Nations, in actuality, is an illegal entity. They don't need to be here. They served its purpose as an offshoot of the League of Nations after World War One, and then the UN was created three years after World War Two. So then, uh, the HR one 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 one, when Joe Biden gets in, he's going to sign that executive order, giving away the total American sovereignty to a foreign power. Yes, the United Nations is located here in New York City, but the United Nations Charter wants to execute the plan, the UN Charter or the UN plan of what we call the 2030 Agenda. What does that mean? It's depopulation. But they're using this, um, this scam of an election to push vaccines that would begin to depopulate uh, a certain population on this earth. Now, in my conclusion, uh, and again, getting back to the Chinese connection to this, and that was a powerful insight that you brought forth, my brother. Now, when we talk about wars, and this is in connection to the Biden presidency, because we're going to be involved in a World War III. There have been 25,000 wars in history. According to the uh, Institute of War in Washington, D.C., in connection to Tel Aviv University, they put out, put out an op-ed three years ago in the New York Times that from the time of Adam up 
until 2016, four years ago when that op-ed came out, uh, uh, Brother Cyrus, 25,000 wars in history. Only 8% of the that protracted period of 25,000 wars for the past 6,000 years, there's only been 8% of peace. Why? Because you're dealing what not just with a national beast here in the United States and Canada and Mexico, you're dealing with a global Kraken system. And this, this word Kraken has been used uh, for the past few weeks. Right. And, and this term Kraken simply means octopus or the term oct, then the, then the last four letters is the word opus from whence we get the term opus day which is the, the offshoot of the Jesuit Secret Society from 14, 1540, in which uh, the Opus Dei Secret Society was birthed into uh, time in 1928. Now, 25,000 words in history. So then Dr. Gustav Valbert, a well-known Swiss-born Frenchman, wrote a book going back to 1861, The Comprehension, The Comprehension of War, in history, he said for the past 3,358 years, he wrote this in 1861, that for the past 3,358 years, over there's been only 227 years of peace. That's 13 years of war to every year of peace. Now, like I said a few minutes ago, and I'm done. That, according uh, to the national debt right now, when we talk about this national debt, according to the justfacts.com, uh, sees the data link, which is a nonpartisan link, that there is a $27.4 trillion U.S. debt, okay? Okay, so let me just try and tie this together here, because you mentioned H.R. 1.1, which is the establishment of Department of Peacebuilding. Uh, what does that have to do with the debt the global debt, and what does that have to do with the U.S. election? In order to rebuild something new, you have to tear it down. And so then, according to uh, the German philosopher, okay, uh, a man by the name of uh, Johannes Kepler, he wrote a theorem called the Kepler Conjecture that in order to rebuild a global pattern, the old pattern must be torn down and destroyed. So what the UN 2030 agenda is, is to destroy not just American sovereignty, but the sovereignty of nations as being free nations, as said by President John F. Kennedy. But how do we tie this in both into this, um, this scandemic in correlation to the debt? Because when you're talking about private central bank, you see, the, the goal of private central banking is not about making money. I know that sounds like a, a paradox uh, answer, but the goal of these devils who are trying to push Joe Biden into power, using this, this um, scandemic as an excuse by driving up the global debt of nations it is to control not the flow of weapons in a given conflict, 
But the goal of the deep state is to control the debt that the conflict produces. Why do I say that? Because the real value of a conflict, man of God, the true value is in the debt that it creates. In other words, whoever controls the debt, they control everything to make us, whether we be nations or kingdoms or individuals, slave to debt, slaves to debt. So you connect the national debt to the global debt. Now with this this disease, this sickness that was designed out of uh, capital C-H-I-N-A in order to, to punish certain nations who backed out of the 2013 built Silk Road Belt and Road Initiative. So the, the, these are multiple proxy wars that the deep state is fighting. We release the pathogen that's going to force nations the borrowing money from the IMF that is going to force them, not just to borrow money from the IMF, but to create paper money out of thin air to, re- to repay the International Monetary Fund through which their executive, their executive board members are not only behind this global conspiracy through this pandemic, but they're backing, okay, Joe Biden, in connection uh, to the World Health Organization. You got multiple tentacles, all of this being connected to the UN Agenda 2030. So just because we're almost out of time here, uh, how is this going to end? Is so, for example, is the the, uh, Texas lawsuit against the swing states to the Supreme Uh, Court, is that gonna overturn the election or will Trump invoke a mini martial law and redo the election uh, and perhaps retain the White House? And if so, then what happens? Excellent question as we close out here today. Um, President Trump will release the military um, to execute a soft martial law. But at the same time, we Americans believe that President Trump uh, might, I'm not saying he'll do this, Brother Richard, but he might release all of the classified documents concerning the assassinations of JFK, Malcolm X, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and Senator Bobby Kennedy to force these deep state devils who are scamming this election and still are continuing um, to create paper ballots out of thin air. If you expose those who were involved in these assassinations, including Benghazi, they're going to run and hide. I believe that's President Trump's, uh, that's his last chip that he has to play. Because if he waits until after the inauguration, he's out of office, he can't do anything. So there's going to be a martial law, okay? Uh, Now, is that guaranteed? No. To shut down this election, to go through a national audit of every vote, every ballot, uh, you had not just dead people vote, vote, but there's an African-American woman uh, in Georgia by the name of Ruby Freeman, along with her daughter, Shay, were caught on a video, okay, scamming the votes, okay. It was uh, Ruby Freeman 
who gave a flash drive to her daughter, who gave it to a man as he was just stretching his arms, acting like he was tired. But the daughter of Ruby Freeman gave this young man a flash drive. And they got votes coming out of the woodwork um, um, hours after the election, after the poll, after the election polls closed in Georgia and Pennsylvania and Michigan. In other words, President Trump has got to shut down this election. And I don't believe, Brother Richard, that the Supreme Court is going to be on his side. Final question, and just to give me a quick answer here. What do you anticipate happening in the next few days or weeks with regards to the election and Donald Trump? Number one, I see uh, President Donald J. Trump taking this to the Supreme Court, and they're going to reject it because they're part of the swamp, and even those who he put into uh, the Supreme Court, they are a part of the swamp because everyone has something on somebody. So, which means that he is going to flip that last switch of declassifying all of these classified materials to become unredacted to the American public that will force the deep state into hiding. Why? Because all of them, their offspring, their forefathers were complicit. That's number two. He's going to release those documents, which would take us to number three. I don't know how, Brother Richard, God is going to do this. I just believe, and I'm not prophesying. I'm not saying, thus saith the Lord. It's just my opinion. I'm not saying I'm right, and I'm not saying I'm wrong, that President Trump is going to stay in power because he is saying he's not leaving the White House because of the corruption. Man of God, the corruption is so deep. The cancer is so vast and wide. You're dealing with cancer that's got to be cut out, and that's the liquidation of the global deep state. I'm looking forward to coming back on your show again, man of God. Larry, how do we listen to you on the radio? Yes, I can be heard on the WOR 710 AM network, The Voice of New York, uh, every Sunday afternoon at 5.30 p.m. You can go to www.710wor.iheart.com. Again, that's 710wor.iheart.com. And also, uh, we have a podcast every Tuesday and Thursday night through the iHeartRadio Network in the iHeartMedia Group as well. And so uh, also they can connect with me through social media. Um, go to our, my Twitter handle is at Bishop L. Gators. That's G-A-I-T-E-R-S. They can also um, connect with me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash Bishop L. Gators. G-A-I-T-E-R-S. Also, they can join our global spiritual revolution page on Facebook. Just type in Global Spiritual Revolution Radio. And I love you, Brother Richard Syrett. I highly respect you. And thank you so much for allowing me to grace your program. And, and I can't wait to get to Canada and, you know, and to break bread with you, my friend. I highly respect you. Thank you so much, Bishop Larry. Always a pleasure. Uh, you're always full value. You always leave us with lots to think about, to say the least. <laughs> All right. Until next time, my friend, be safe. You too. God bless you, sir. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. 
show. And remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. <laughs> <laughs>